0: Hi, and welcome to Bloodsuckers, a podcast about the Twilight series by Stephanie Meyer. I'm Maddie. I'm A-Ray. And I'm Gail. Thanks for listening to our 11th episode. Each week, we bring you news and theories about the upcoming book, Breaking Dawn, and the Twilight movie, as well as discussion and thoughts about the series so far. Janae and Christina were not able to train their pet lobsters to roll over, so they will not be joining us this week. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> we had two failures this week. Mm -hmm. Before we start the listener email segment, please keep in mind that we've received a lot of messages about the Breaking Dawn cover, and the first chapter. If you'd like to stay spoiler-free, you might want to skip to our news segment. Alright, so this week we received a listener email from Allie. She said, Hey, Spider Monkeys okay so i know you think there won't be a vampire war with the volturi but the cover art in my opinion for breaking dawn hints that something big is going to happen with them the pieces in the chessboard are a king the big white piece in the front and a pawn the little red piece in the back in chess pawns have a limited choice of moves only one square head and only attack diagonally kings can move in any direction but only one space at a time while the pawns have a limited attack they can change the course of an entire game in chess, the pawn structure, sometimes known as the pawn skeleton, is the configuration of pawns on the chessboard. Pawns being the least mobile of the chess pieces, the pawn structure is relatively static and arguably determines the strategic nature of their position. I think the queen is the representative of the Volturi royalty, and the pawn perhaps the Collins and or Denali, as the Volturi see them as a threat, aka pawn structure. Queens can move in any direction as far as they want. The Volturi can definitely do that. Also, pawns become reclaimed queens after they reach the other side of the board. Bella will become a vampire in this book. Does this hint at her power? She hates blood as a human. Will part of her power be the strength to ignore human blood? The Volturi are going to come checking on Bella. It's a fact, but but what will happen after they encounter is unknown? The covers have always been symbolic of the book themes and content. I think something big is coming, and the Volturi are largely involved. Keep up the good work. I love the show. So what do you guys think about Allie's theory? I think Allie should join the show.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love when we get really intelligent um, emails. Not that they're all not intelligent, but, like, I love when people, like, research, and it just shows that they're enthusiastic.
0: I like the part where she was talking about how the pawns reach the end of the chessboard. They can switch to a queen. I forgot about that. Like, I used to play chess. I wasn't very good. But um, yeah, that's good symbolism because we all thought that Bella was the red pawn. I thought it was just a really, really, really good email. And I thought
3: that it definitely like, legit explained the cover and what it's supposed to represent. I think she did a really good job. Like, yeah, I think that the only thing I'm kind of iffy about is the queen and, like, what exactly that's supposed to represent, but I definitely think that, um, the pawn represents Belly becoming a vampire and how she's going to reach the other end of the board and become a queen, and I think that the queen might just represent being a vampire in general.
0: The only thing is, in the email, maybe I missed something, but she started yeah. referring to kings and then she said that the piece in on the In her first board email, she
2: said kings and then she emails back to say, like, oh, in my excitement, I mistook that for a king and then change it to, like, queen in her next... Yeah, screen. that's
3: actually, like, two emails put into one. Ah, I see.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> cool, smart stuff. Yeah, we need that smart stuff now that Janae's not here. Seriously. <laughs> oh, another email. On the same note of the Breaking Dawn cover, Kira oh, from New Jersey... No! Yeah, yeah Kira! The, the, the weekly <laughs> Kira segment is back. I've got a few theories about the cover of the breaking dawn. There's the white queen and red pawn. You guys are going to hate me for this, but what if the queen represents a new female character? When Bella asks Edward about whether or not she would feel the same way about him after becoming a vampire, he had to pause before reluctantly answering. That means maybe they won't love each other anymore. So perhaps Bella represents the pawn in the background, small and unimportant, when suddenly this new girl comes into the story, the queen, and takes Edward away from her. I'm thinking it's a vampire because the queen is white. Isn't that a terrible (laughs) theory? I mean, how bad would that be? (laughs) Second theory, it could simply mean the transition between her being human with blood in her body, Red Pawn, to a vampire with more power, White Queen. Both theories could work with the title Breaking Dawn. Here's the last thing. On every cover, there's only red and white. The red represents Bella, and the white represents Edward. In Twilight, Edward is the one holding the apple, representing Bella. In New Moon, the red and white in the flower are Bella and Edward together, but the red is dripping, meaning Bella is suffering from something during the book. In Eclipse, there is only red because the ribbon just means that Bella is torn between Edward and Jacob. I'm so sorry I wrote that much. Kira, what would you guys think? There's one thing I've been wanting to discuss on the show that I think she kind of hinted at that I wanted
3: to just say since it's kind of there, is the idea of Edward still loving Bella when she's a vampire. So I know that when she's in the hospital, he references something like, you just got a blood transfusion, I didn't like it, you smelled all wrong for a while. And when she becomes a vampire, she's gonna smell all wrong like all the time. And I don't know, it might change, I mean, I don't think he's not gonna be in love with her, but I think it's definitely gonna change things because
0: yeah. Well, it's definitely going to change the nature of their relationship because she's going to be an equal now. Like, it's not going to be him always having to hold himself back. He'll be free and she'll be able to defend herself. There's not going to be a new female character. I reject that thought. hundred percent. It's not okay. Yeah, Kira, you're wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> I like the whole representing, like, Edward and Bella thing, the red and the white. I have to look at the covers again. That was cool. Yeah, I definitely... When I read that email, I was really impressed. I like Kira a lot. Yay, Kira! Yay, Kira! Alright, well, Maggie sent us an email to say that she believes the conversation on the Breaking Dawn cover may be between Bella and Jacob rather than Edward. Um, If you don't want to get spoiled, go away. (laughs) Just for clarification, it reads, Don't be afraid, I murmured. We belong together. I was abruptly overwhelmed by the truth of my words. The moment was so perfect, so right. There was no doubting it. His arms wrapped around me, holding me close to him. I felt like every nerve ending in my body was a live wire. Forever, he agreed. How is that not her about to become a vampire? Oh, some people think that maybe it's like Jacob because she was... No.
3: Yeah. I think it's Edward. I don't know because, hey, here's my problem with the Jacob theory. I've thought about it a lot since we've gotten so many emails saying they think it's Jacob. First of all, if it was going to be Jacob and Bella, it wouldn't be forever because you can't just turn someone into a werewolf it right, doesn't right. work like that. So she's still going to die. There's So there's that issue. She talked about every nerve ending in her body being a live wire. And that seems to me like every time Bella's near Edward, she gets like, she, she stops functioning. And that's what that reminds me of, like holding close to him. And um, I don't know. And I think it's like, I definitely think Stephanie left out whether it was going to be warmth or cold. When she hugs him just so we have to think about it a little and the part where she says there was just no doubting it i think it's just her getting rid of jacob in her mind and the fact that it's like happy vampire there's no doubt i don't know i, I just i would never have read this and seen the jacob connection if so many listeners hadn't said it i just don't think it's there yeah,
2: when i first read it i thought that it was either when he was like about to turn her into a vampire or um when they're like on their honeymoon mm. <laughs>
1: and,
2: you know but I I do agree with Gail that I definitely think it's Edward, but in the Jacob people's defense, the part where it says, I was abruptly overwhelmed by the truth of my words, that could mean that, like, she's realizing, like, wow, I do actually belong with Jacob. Not that I think that's right, but it could be, I guess. And then, um, his arms wrapped around me, holding me close to him. Edward doesn't really do that much because, like, of his cold body. So I guess I could see where that could be Jacob. But no, I agree with Gail.
0: I know this isn't likely, but... I was wondering when I was reading it, because in the end of Eclipse, when it, like, changed its point of view, maybe this is someone else's point of view.
3: No, I thought that they said the entirety of Breaking Dawn was going to be...
0: Well, they said that the book was going to be from Bella's point of view, but that doesn't mean there's going to be parts that isn't her point of view, because we did get that whole Jacob thing at the end of Eclipse. Well, I guess it's a possibility, but I feel like the
3: quote that Steph's going to release, like, at the beginning of the book, is going to be a Bella quote. Like, if there were to be other parts. Like, you don't see, like, the quote you see from Eclipse isn't going to be, like, a random Jacob thing at the end.
0: I think it would be cool if Breaking Dawn was set up from, like, a bunch of different people's perspectives. But I know it's just... Oh, yeah.
3: I agree. I would love to read from Rosalie's perspective every once in a while. Just because you get so much hate from her. And one of the things we're going to love so much about Midnight Sun is seeing, like, the hate that Edward originally sees for Bella. Because that's just going to be so fun to read. I'd love to see, like, what Rosalie's thinking and
0: why she's so mean. Yeah. Uh, I think we are going to get more Jacob point of view, because I feel like she's going to want to tell us where he is and what's going on with him, and we obviously won't be able to. Yeah, Unless, because I don't think they're going to do it entirely from phone
3: conversations with, who's more, what's it, Seth?
0: Yeah, no, Seth.
3: Not. Was it? Oh yeah, Henry Clearwater, Seth Clearwater.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree, because, like, Stephanie is going to want to keep us updated on what Jacob's doing, and the only reason that it was in Jacob's point of view at the end of um, Eclipse was that there's no way that Bella could have known that, like, without being there, and obviously she couldn't have been there. So, I think that they'll put more Jacob point of view in there because you can't do that from Bella's point of view.
3: I think that's why they have Seth now, though. Like, I think that they, they're they going to make him a more prominent character, maybe, so he can do that.
0: Okay, so, I'm going to kill this name again. Kava, did we just Kava. Kava. Chava Chava. (laughs) emailed us with two theories about what Bella's vampire power could be. One, Bella may be able to resist blood, possibly better than Carlisle, because she's disgusted by it as a human. Two, not only could Bella be able to block other vampires' powers, but she may be able to take them away or transfer them to others. On a similar note, Ashton emailed us to suggest that Bella may be able to smell blood better than the average vampire, considering she can smell it even as a human. So guys, what do you think about these theories? I think that's definitely a possibility,
2: because she hates it so much. Obviously, yeah, just pretty much repeating what she said. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And also that she might be able to smell it better because there's that part in Twilight where Edward's, like, really surprised that she can smell it. She says, like, oh, it smells like disgusting rust or something. And he's like, humans can't smell blood. And she's like, well, I can But the part where um, Hava said that she could, like, transfer the powers, I don't, I don't know. I don't really think so. I'm not sure where, like, you would have got that idea from. Like, I don't know. But if you have like reasoning to back it or something definitely email us back
0: um actually i was thinking i don't know if you guys have ever seen the show heroes but there's this one character peter that can like absorb other people's powers from around him i've never seen and i was thinking maybe that would be cool for bella
3: (laughs) yeah i agree i think that i think we've kind of discussed her having that power before like being able to take on the powers of the people around her and I think that I was kind of against it, because I thought one vampire having that much power was ridiculous, but that would make the Volturi want her. Like, that is, like, the ultimate power.
0: And maybe it wouldn't be, like, in Heroes where he, like, keeps the power, or maybe it'll be, like, she can only use it when she's around him. So if she has, like, 12 people attacking her, she has, like, 12 different powers. Well, Jessica from Ohio sent this email. Dear creators of Bloodsuckers, I just wanted to say thanks a million for the awesome podcast. I just recently subscribed, mostly in part because my other Twilight podcast didn't update for the book cover yet. I was... (laughs) (laughs) First place. (laughs) There we are. (laughs) And I was listening to your 10th episode while in my bed trying to fall asleep. When something you said really caught my attention. Somewhere around the beginning to middle, you said that the titles didn't really have anything to do with the book. You reminded us that they only said Twilight in the book right at the very end, etc., etc. Well, it irked me so much that I couldn't fall asleep again without letting you guys know my theory. And not to be stuck up, but I think it's pretty (laughs) head-on. My friend first told me this theory of her sometime in January, and I've been building on it since then. Throughout the books, Bella consistently compares Jacob Black to the sun and Edward to the moon. In this way, It's in this way that the titles actually can foreshadow what will happen in Breaking Dawn. In Twilight, Edward is the moon, starting to rise in Bella's night-slash-life. Her boring, dull sky is brightened by him and only him. In New Moon, Edward is hidden from her life, but he's still there. She's haunted by the memory of the moon, blinded by its sudden brightness. In Eclipse, Edward, the moon, blocks Jacob, the sun, from Bella's view. She can see him, and only him. Of course, I argued with one of my friends that Bella could be the moon, as I quote, I was a lost moon, my planet destroyed in some cataclysmic disaster movie scenario of desolation. That continued, nevertheless, to circle in a tight little orb around the empty space left behind, ignoring the laws of gravity. And that twilight is is Bella rising in Edward's life. New moon is the separation between them. An eclipse is Bella being torn between Jacob the sun and Edward, the planet she's drawn to by gravity and can't seem to escape so breaking dawn in my opinion could have one of two outcomes jacob the sun rises in bella's life and edward fades as the moon but he's still alive and i don't think he will die after all the moon's still there we just can't see it B, as you said in episode ten that the dawn is the marking of your new life if i'm not mistaken i'm positive that in twilight edward said that twilight was the saddest time of day the ending of the light and the coming of night or some jazz like that anyway on to the questions do you think one of the Collins will be killed possibly and why, slash, how, or why not? Will you watch the clip of the fight scene or will it ruin it for you? If you could pick one thing in the world to send to Edward, what would it be? Thanks for taking time to read my rambling. Your podcast is amazing. If you want sincerely with Twilight fandom love, Jessica of Ohio.
2: First of all, I would like to apologize because it was me who said that the, um, the titles have nothing to do with, uh, yeah, the books. So, yeah, you totally and completely proved me wrong. Wow, like, that was amazing.
3: What you guys think it is. I think it's the first, I'm scared to say it, but I think it's the first
0: one. No, I don't think so, because I feel like Stephanie's already confirmed that, like, Bella does love Jacob, but not nearly as much as she'll ever love Edward, and that, like, her whole thing with Jacob just makes her and Edward's relationship stronger. So, Sorry to all those Jacob-Bella shippers, but I don't think it's going (laughs) to happen. I think in the Twilight fandom, the teams are more like who they feel like Bella should belong to, as or yeah, not who they actually think will happen, because it's not really a mystery, but I guess in some ways you could argue that Jacob would be better for Bella, as has been done throughout the books.
2: Whereas in the Harry Potter fandom, Harry Potter, Harry Potter! (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, the the shipping boards were kind of evil.
0: Yeah, that's true. Often resulting in death. Seriously, <laughs> I died like twice. <laughs> ah! Anyway, so questions. Do you guys think one of the Colons will be killed? No, no. I
2: don't want one of the Colons to be killed. Jasper
0: ensured us first book that none of them will die. I believe him.
2: That's because you're in love with Jasper. <laughs> no, I'm in love with Jasper. Math, this is different. Not that much. No, because,
3: <laughs> like, I would... Yeah, don't even lie. You've who obsessed with like Jackson.
0: Whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know who
3: I'm in love with. Anyway,
0: I think I really, really don't want one of them to. Especially but. Alice. Oh, what if they don't? No. Like, they could. Well, Seventy Meyer isn't Joe. Especially if there's, like, a Volturi thing. Like, the, as we discussed before, the cones don't really have much of a chance against the Volturi.
3: Whoa, hold on. Anyway. You mean Stephanie Meyer isn't Joe?
2: No. Well, I'm just saying that Joe, like, kills everybody off.
3: I'm done podcasting.
0: (laughs) I'm so done. (laughs) Wait, this isn't just another book by the Harry Potter author? (laughs) Where was I? Well, we're out. So, obviously, we did watch the clip of the fight scene, as we discussed in our previous episode. What would you guys send to Edward?
2: I can't say it's inappropriate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would send me in a box. Also, thank you to Rochelle, Christina, the MySpace user, I punched a werewolf in the face, Chandler, Jenny, Daniel, Alex, Meredith, Vanessa, Justine, Lauren, Karina, Lisa Marie, Catherine, Kamisha, Megan, Amanda, and the MySpace user, Dazzled by His Golden Eyes, for sending us emails as well. Special thank you to Katie, who wished us luck on our exams, which we're all, all done. Oh, by the way, anyone who emailed into our
3: Gmail account, which we changed our email to, instead of Yahoo, it's now Gmail, so com. But anyone who emailed into our Gmail did not get referenced to on this um, episode, and you will get referenced to next week and we apologize.
2: It's just organization problems because we switched between episodes.
0: So now we're going to a with the latest
2: Twilight news. Thanks, Maddie. The Twilight Lexicon has posted an interview with Sarah Clark, who plays Renee. You can read it on their website. The Twilight movie scene released by MTV last week can now be seen in high definition on their website. Kristen Stewart made the movie fanatic's top 20 hottest actress list. Reel's channel has finished their complete Twilight guide, so head over to their website and check it out. Stephanie Meyer is teaming up with the band Blue October, which inspired her when writing New Moon to go on a Breaking Dawn book signing tour. The music score for the Twilight film is underway. Stephanie recently recorded a small snippet about the upcoming rele- release of Breaking Dawn for Barnes & Noble. Reels posted a story on the Harry Potter slash Twilight debate. That's all the news for this week. Thanks to Twilight Lexicon for these stories.
0: Thanks, A-Ray. So what do you guys think of these news stories? You forgot a very important one. What? Edward's birthday. Oh, true. The
2: last two weeks. So, happy, happy birthday, Edward. <laughs> Okay, the so the story on the Potter Twilight debate that's actually, it was like a video that I watched and it was on the, it was on some news or something, and they're saying about how like all these YouTube people are posting videos um, about like whether they think Twilight or Harry Potter is better, and like it was just so funny because they played like little clips from like all of them and they're like, oh my god, Harry Potter, oh my gosh, and then this other girl was like, well, Harry Potter was my first love. But let's face it, Twilight is sexier. And, like, all this, like, all this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. She posted, like, this video about, she dressed up as, like, Harry Potter. And then, like, she was actually Harry, though, like, not just dressing up. And then she was herself. And she made this, like, skit where Harry, like, walks into her room while she's reading Twilight. And is, like, mad because she's a closet Twilight fan or something. And she's like, Harry, I'm sorry. It's not what it looks like. And It was just so funny, but... (laughs) But it... <laughs> well, she's not very closet. She's
0: on a podcast about Toronto. <laughs> Don't listen to it. <laughs> We're not telling you what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's Bloodsuckers. You should go listen to them. Yeah, you should listen to Bloodsuckers. I hear that's a good show. <laughs> so the tour is not coming to us. Nope. <laughs> it's in New York. is our closest place. Road trip! And, okay, so it's supposed to be like a Breaking Dawn book signing tour. But the date in New York, yeah the date in New York is August 1st.
2: That doesn't make much sense. None of us have breaking So like it.
0: are they gonna get it early or are they like doing a midnight signing or do New York people just get- They
3: might have her just like at the party. Like she might be there and like you go and you buy your book and then you go to Stephanie Meyer and she's like, "Woo,
0: sign! <laughs> yes! Sir. Cause that would stink for Stephanie Meyer to have to stay up that late. Um, something tells me
3: she'll be at a release party. No, I think Stephanie might be at the release party, But I think that would be a hard one to get in. Yeah, I don't think they started selling tickets yet. If anyone goes to that and can let us know how that's working,
0: the New York City one, whether or not you guys just have to get something else signed.
3: Well, that's know, we're interested.
0: Another thing, the Twilight score. I enjoyed the guy who was doing the Twilight score also did the score for the Goofy movie. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that, that's interesting. It was a good soundtrack, I remember the Disney movie. I
0: mean the <laughs> Yeah, but he did other stuff too, so it's okay.
3: Um, well in other news I love Renee. I think it's the perfect casting. When I saw it, before I even read what it was about, I looked at the picture and I thought, hmm, that looks like Renee. Yeah. And then I looked and perfect. I was like, Renee's casted and I was like, Yeah, Pone, Good job. Laugh,
0: round of applause to casters. This is the first time it's been perfect for this. Okay. Well, now we're going to move on to our character profile discussion. In honor of Father's Day, we're going to be talking about Carlisle. Gail, wanna give us a little background information? Sure.
1: Knowledge. <laughs>
0: The son of an Anglican pastor, Carlyle
3: was raised during a time of religious persecution. His father led hunts for witches, werewolves, and vampires all in the name of ridding the world of evil. As his father grew older, Carlyle was placed in charge of the raids. Carlyle wasn't as enthusiastic about killing as his father was, but he was clever enough to discover a covenant of true vampires living in the sewers of the city. He set a trap for the vampires and chased one down. Carlyle believes that the vampire was actually too hungry to run and consciously decided to attack. The vampire fell on Carlisle and left him bleeding in the streets after killing two other men and taking off with a third. Knowing how his father would react, Carlisle crawled into a cellar and buried himself in rotting potatoes for the three days of the change. When he emerged, he was a vampire. Somehow he was too repelled by what he was that he resisted feeding off of humans. Eventually, the thirst was too powerful and he attacked a herd of passing deer. He found that living off the blood of animals could sustain his life and he was infinitely more humane than taking the life of a human. Over the course of two centuries, he developed a sort of immunity instead of human blood that was able to become a medical doctor.
0: All right, what do you guys think of Carlisle? I think he's pretty fly. (laughs) I love him. He's, like, one of my favorite characters. Really? Yeah. I just think he's so smart, and his background's so interesting. I I definitely really like him, and I think that he's definitely one of my favorite characters.
2: Really? Because, like, I like him. Like, don't get me wrong, I have no problem with Carlisle, but he's... I feel like he's more of, like, a secondary character than anything else. Like, he's not one of my favorites.
0: I, I just thought it was interesting, like, how all the like, the Volturi respect him so much and just the fact that he was one of the first ones to think the vegetarian, quote, quote, lifestyle and be able to stick to it because I don't think he's ever no. killed a person, has he? And especially when he didn't know what was going on with him.
3: Yeah, I, I'm just really impressed with him. I think he's really interesting and I like him. And he's a good daddy.
0: Woo! <laughs> well, do you guys have any favorite scenes in the books that he's in? Um...
2: I like the scene after, um, the birthday party in New Moon where he's, like, stitching up Bella's arm. Yeah, it's just, I just thought it was cute because she was like, I don't get it, how can you resist the smell of blood? And he's like, well, here's the practice. And he's just, like, so nonchalant about the fact that he's, like, sewing up a giant gash on her arm and, like, picking glass out of it. I don't know, I just, I like that scene. Yeah, that was
0: my favorite scene, too, but, like, for different reasons, kind of. I liked how... He was talking about the afterlife with her and just saying, like, I thought it was the cutest thing ever. When he was like, when I look at my son, Edward, and, like, how much love he has, the fact that there wouldn't be something after for him is just horrifying. And when he's like, I know I'm still a monster, but at least I'll get credit for trying, hopefully. I just thought that was so cute. I'm kind of cheating. Mine isn't really my
3: favorite because of anything Carlisle does. But I like the scene like after Bella's car accident and in the parking lot and she's in the hospital and he walks in and she's kind of like thinking about how hot he is. <laughs> and all the times that you just kind of like, I know one time when Charlie's like, oh yeah that Dr. Carlisle could think he's married or those nurses would be all over him. Like there's so many just really funny references to how hot Carlisle is. They're just
0: those are all my things. All right. Well, Carlisle is going to be played by Peter Facinelli. What do you guys think of that casting? <laughs> I think he's perfect. He looks exactly like I imagined Carlisle.
3: Oh, I think he's good, but he's not as good as who I would want to play him. Well, <laughs> Gail, if you were to
0: pick someone to play him, who would it be? Um,
3: John Rostin the first is who was in my head the entire time, which you guys have known who he is right now. Who's ever seen Life with Derek? Oh my God! Oh my God!
2: Oh, Gail, I hate you suck. That was mine. Wait, that for was the dad? mine. Gail, Gail, I HATE YOU! Gail, I was like... Well, there you go. I we hate you!
1: Up. I hate well, you!
3: Well, this is just... This is what he looked like in me my too. head the entire I time you. I read the
2: book. I hate I you! Him.
3: <laughs>
2: I thought I was so smart, and I was like, Yes, they're all gonna agree with me to the nth degree, and no, now
0: Gail gets all the freaking credit for it!
4: <laughs> I don't even need to give
0: you credit. I'm taking full credit you. for this, because... Gail's Gail's gonna edit it and like take out all the parts referencing you and then like edit herself in or edit herself in pretending to be you being like I think (laughs) it should be (laughs) Michael Jackson well I thought of someone different um I would pick Viggo Mortensen from Hidalgo and Lord of the Rings and stuff I think they dyed his hair blonde his face Mm -hmm. like is perfect
3: you know who else might be good? Oh, yeah. He actually looks a bit like Peter Facinelli and, like, our guy put together. Like, I think if, like, they gave birth to someone, it'd be him.
0: <laughs> it would be yeah. Viggo Morrison. You
3: know who else might be good? Just kind of a stretch, but I guess, like, you could. Um, who, what's his name? Um, who plays Sawyer Unlost?
0: Oh, I was thinking that too. Josh Holloway?
3: Yeah, I think if, like, you gave him a haircut, and he looked a little bit more professional, he's got that young look about him. He's hot.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see, like, because Sawyer is such a different character from Carlisle. Well, same
3: with the guy that me and A-Ray picked. Like, seriously,
0: he's a dad on a Disney TV show. Oh, he's so and, and hold on, he's Canadian. Yeah. Canadian? Well, that's unacceptable. <laughs> J-Play, we love you all. Who's Canadian? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Canadians. I love everyone.
3: <laughs> Hi, as a little special thing this week, we are actually going to ask a boy what he thinks about the series, like we've been planning to do for a while. So, here with us we have Daniel from Utah, and on this interview it is Gail and Maddie! So, Daniel, Daniel, you want to say hi?
1: Hey guys!
3: Okay! So, Daniel is, do you want to tell him a little bit about yourself, like, your age, I guess, and
1: what else? Uh, what else? Whatever. I thought not... a friend introduced me to the book, and I, and I, I got kind of bummed out. He, uh, a month before we read Twilight, and Meyer our school and did autographs, but... You no, know, I wasn't. can so. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's impressive. We didn't know
3: this. That's incredible. She didn't get to meet her? Nope. Cool. That's really cool that she stopped by. Just like... Oh, isn't she from Utah? Or am
0: I making that up.
3: <laughs> okay, well, email in if you know where Stephanie Meyer's from Bloodsuckers Podcast at yahoo.com. All right, so you started reading the book because she came to your
0: school?
1: Um, well, my friend told me it was really good, so, you know, I gave it a shot, even though I first said it was girly, but...
0: Was your friend was a your boy friend? or a girl? A guy.
3: Okay. Uh, that's cool. So you've guy friends who read the book? Uh,
1: like two.
3: That's good. So, what that's... do you like about the books? As, cause you're not a girl, so you're obviously not into Edward.
1: I don't know, the whole romance thing kind of got me. Oh uh-huh. You know, junior high, everything. That's get cute. The big picture, everything. Uh, I don't know, it's just kind of cool thinking about the vampires. Do other guys don't think it's weird for you to read the books? Oh, uh, they do. They I do? Get, I get a lot of harassment about
3: it. Seriously, that, that's unfortunate. Because they're really good series, and I think if people gave yeah. it a chance, they'd like it.
1: Yeah. But, you know, guys have their... Uh,
3: Reputation to a cult. What do you girls think about you reading the series? I don't know, it's
1: kinda of weird. They say that I'm like all the kids stuff and they're impressed when
0: I read it. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. We're impressed. Getting all the ladies <laughs> through your romanticism. That's what
1: I'm talking about. Yeah.
0: What? Yeah, Daniel. <laughs> Alright, well, who's your favorite character in the book?
1: I think Alice. I don't know. I just kinda of like her because she's kind of mad.
3: I think we all agree on that. Everyone loves Alice. It's
1: because Alice is awesome.
3: Okay, on a manly vote, do you have a favorite car? Someone emailed us and asking us to ask that question. True. No, I've
1: always wanted a Edward's
3: vulva. Nice, environmental. Shiny vulva. Okay, so as a guy, do you want Bella to end up with Jacob or Edward? Uh,
1: that's... I think Edward just... I think Jacob kind of forced himself... On to Bella, like in a clip, he was trying his heart, like kissing her without
3: permission. And I just
1: don't think that she should
3: be. I think Edward. Do you like Edward, like as a guy? Do you think he's cool or do you think he's overbearing?
1: Um, I don't know. Probably a mix between the two.
0: Alright.
1: Seems cool,
0: but you know, cool. Alright, so which boy do you think you're more like? Edward or Jacob?
1: Uh, probably Jacob, because uh, I in relationships, you know, I'm more like the friend that's always there. And uh, not usually maybe I'll have a crush on him, but not going out with him, but I'll be more of the friend, so that's what I think, at least.
3: All right. well well even though we don't like jacob so much we'll have to yeah. let you slide on that one <laughs> I
1: want, like,
3: like. so thank you daniel for stopping by and helping us with this section and anyone else who wants to talk to us about what they think preferably guys feel free to email in and we hope you enjoyed it bye
0: Hey, I'm Maddie. I'm Gail. And we're here with Joe Quim from Italy to talk a little bit about Guy fans of the Twilight series. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Joe Quim?
4: Sure. Um, I was born in Brazil, uh, then I moved to England where I learned my English. And now I consider myself as British, but originally I was born in Brazil. And now I'm um, living in Italy, and now I am a huge Twilight fan and that's it.
3: Alright, well, we're glad to have you on the show this week and we're very excited about this interview, so let's get started. So Joe Quinn,
0: how did you start reading
4: Twilight? Well, um, it was all with uh, Harry Potter, like most people. You know, I was just hanging around on the websites, and I found out that Robert Pattinson is gonna play a character called Edward and I saw in the comments that everybody was super hyped about Twilight, so I, so I decided to go check it out.
3: All right, cool. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do your guy friends and family type people think about you reading the series?
4: When when we try to describe to them about um a vampire uh, loving a, a human, mm-hmm. and that's they give you that sort of weird face. Yeah, and they don't really read that that much. They just see the movies so I hope that they can understand when the mo- all the movies comes out that'll be cool
0: so what do your like friends that are girls think about you reading the books
4: I don't really tell them
1: that might be a good plan
4: <laughs> yeah no um, not that I'm not that I'm embarrassed
0: what's your
3: favorite part about the series like what do you like about it
4: the sense of reality in complete fiction
0: that's a good answer so kind of like the realistic fantasy
4: about it? Yeah, like with Bella. She's not really the most normal person in the world, but um, the reality that Bella needs to choose somebody that she loves and all that kind of thing.
0: Well, who do you think Ella should be with, Edward or Jacob?
4: Uh, Edward, yeah. Uh, Bella's pretty immature, I think that. She needs somebody as mature as uh, Edward, too, for her to be safe.
3: Who's your favorite character in the series?
4: It's probably Alice, because I've got lots of uh, female friends that's like her, uh, and they're just really good friends. Trustworthy.
3: The guys do like Alice, as does everyone else.
0: What character in the series do you most identify with?
4: I don't really identify myself with anybody. But the most the person I can understand the most is probably is probably Jacob, which I think I don't know for sure, but I think most uh, teenage guys probably do because uh, I don't know maybe some some of us have actually been in that sort of situation.
3: What do you have to say to other guy twilight fans out there?
4: I just I just want to know what they feel about it, how they feel towards the books, you know, because I'm the only one that I know of, but I'm pretty sure there's others, obviously. But so far, I've only heard from female points of view. So it would be interesting how they feel towards Bella, towards, you know, everybody.
3: Well, that's it for the interview with Joe and we want to thank you for being on the show. So this was Gail. Maddie. And
4: Joe.
0: All right, well, thanks. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Now we're going to talk about the scene of the week, where we pick out a scene from the series and talk about it. Hey Ray, would you like to tell us the scene for this week? Surely.
2: Um, our scene for this week was suggested to us over AIM by Annette from Florida, so thank you for that. Um, we twisted it a little bit; I'll explain better. But our scene, um, of the week is where Edward, Alice, and Bella return from Italy. Um, at the Seattle airport, and basically it's cutesy cutes because um, Esme's like, oh, don't you ever scare me like that again, and acts like a major mom, and then she like, thanks, Bella, and, um, what Annette suggested was that, um, we do the part where, um, Jasper and Alice are reunited and look into each other's eyes, and even though they're, they're, like, not even touching each other, the moment is so intimate that Bella has to look away, so we, uh, it's a little bit too, um, specific, so we just kind of broadened it a
0: bit. Well, I like about that scene I noticed Edward said sorry mom, whereas usually he refers to Esme and Carlisle as Esme and Carlisle. Once again, stealing Esme. my thunder. I thought
2: yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're having a <laughs> bad week. I,
0: think, <laughs> I am yeah, having, having a bad You're having week. a bad day today. But, um, yeah, I thought it was sweet because he kind of really does accept them, like, as his parents. Which is
2: interesting because Edward was a vampire, like, and was with Carlisle before Esme was. You know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And it was also weird. I don't know. I felt like there was gonna be a bigger reaction to like Edward trying to kill himself, but then I guess everyone kind of expected it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they do
3: talk a lot in the story. Like, we don't want to. I I think it was Jasper who says it in Twilight, and he says he's trying to convince Bella that she really is worth all of it, and he says. Um, like, you're the living matter, Madison, and the most one looking look into his eyes like, you guys don't work out. We like that?
2: Yeah, and also going along with that, also the fact we're in Twilight where Bella's gonna go over to the Collins house for the first time, and she asks Edward if they know about her, and he says, Well, yeah, they do, we don't have any secrets in this family. So I don't think it would have been, been a huge shock. Like, oh my
0: gosh, Edward tried to kill himself? Then you would think there would be more that they wanna turn her into a vampire faster, because, like, Edward obviously wants to save her soul and everything, but everyone else you would think that they want to save their family, and with all the dangerous stuff happening to Bella, you'd think they want to work harder to preserve her life.
3: But they don't want to like cross Edward like that. They understand that her changing is up to him, not up to them. Some of them are going to do it behind his back.
0: Alright, now we're going to move on to our segment Swoonworthy. Edward's nauseatingly adorable quote of the week. A anyway, wanna tell us what our quote is this week?
2: Sure, Madison. This week's adorable Edward quote is Bella, would you please stop trying to take your clothes off? Um, it's <laughs> in the chapter in *Nicholas Compromise where Edward um proposes to her and such and then they start making out hardcore. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm going to read a little part to you.
3: I love how not I, nauseatingly adorable the quote is. It's just funny.
2: Yeah. I pulled his mouth back to mine, and he seemed just as eager as I was. One of his hands still cupped my face. His other arm was tight around my waist, straining me closer to him. It made it slightly more difficult as I tried to reach for the front of my shirt, but not impossible. Cold iron fetters locked around my wrist and pulled my hands above my head, which was suddenly on a pillow. His lips were at my ear again. Bella, he murmured, his voice warm and velvet. Would you please stop trying to take your clothes off? <laughs> uh, it was so cute until the clothes part. <laughs> He's so honorable. He is. What
0: an honorable vampire. <laughs> it's a thing. All right. All right. Well, now on to another segment entitled the A-Ray's Cheesy Vampire Joke of the Week. A-Ray, would you like to start? It is A-Ray's Cheesy Vampire Joke of the
2: Week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey Gail! Yes. Which building do vampires visit in New York City? I don't know. The Vampire State Building!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh Mr. Light. Alright. Before we move on to our next segment, we have a few announcements for you guys. Gail. Well thanks, Maddie. Um first of all, big news, we changed our email address.
3: Not a big change, but we're excited by it. Instead of emailing Bloodsuckerspodcast at yahoo.com. You will now have to send your emails to bloodsuckerspodcast at gmail.com. If you accidentally send to Yahoo, you will get a reply, an automatic reply saying, wrong email, send to the other one. So, if you mess up, it's okay. Also, next next news. Um, we have screen names. I'd like to remind you. If you like to contact Christina, it's CJ next door, N-E-C-K-S. Um N-E-C-K-S. A-Ray's A-ray next door, which is A R A Y. Janae is J next door, which is just like a J. There's Maddie next door, M A D D I, and Gail next door, G A Y L. And all those are on our blog. So. I don't know, my states in Okay, and listener challenge of the week. We have set up an online store where you guys can buy T-shirts. It's not totally set up yet, but we like to make an advertisement for it. And we thought, hey, why don't you guys do it? Because we don't so feel like it. You guys. We're lazy. lazy. So, and you guys can do it on Photoshop or anything. Something you have, you can use... We're not worried about copyrighted material for this because we're not going to be selling the image. It's just an advertisement. So you can use pictures of anyone. Use any titles. All it needs to definitely include is the link, which is um, www.cafepress.com slash bloodsuckers. Um, So as long as you include the link in it somewhere, send all your submissions into the Gmail account, at gmail.com and the winner will be posted everywhere we post the advertisement which will hopefully be a lot of places and maybe you'll get something else we haven't decided yet yes
0: alright that's it alright well we're going to end the show with the song of the week where we pick a song that reminds us of Twilight Gail what's the song for this week as you heard in the intro this week's song is She Will
3: Be Loved by one the song in the background as we discuss, so you guys can hear it. So, what do you guys think of this song? How it relates to
2: Twilight? Okay, I have two things. Um, Beauty Queen of only 18, she had some trouble she with herself. Um, she was always there to help her, and then Xena, on she always belonged to someone else, because that doesn't apply. But um, okay, Beauty Queen of only 18. I
0: know Belle is not 18, but we'll actually know mind I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Well, she is a new. And new. then she had some I trouble with herself. It just kind of reminds me of how
2: she doesn't have very good self-esteem. She doesn't think that, like, she's pretty.
0: And
2: he was always there to help her. It just reminds me of, um, Edward and how he always is like, Oh, you're beautiful. I love you. Blah, 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 blah. And it also kind of reminds me, as I think about it, of, um, Jacob in... Oh my gosh! Ah! Genius! He was always there to help her. She always belongs to someone else. It's Jacob. It's like, he's, like, always there for her, but she loves Edward. Oh, yeah. Um, and then also... Tap on my window, knock on my door. It just reminds me how Edward always
3: comes she through the window. I... I've got two, also. First of all, the, I drove for mile miles and miles and opened your door. I've had you so many times, but somehow I want more. That reminds me of um, how Bella is always like crazy for the relationship to go a little bit further. She is human, and so like every time they kiss, she wants more. And she always tries to kiss him more than she should. And then also, artist, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. It's compromise that moves us along. <laughs> My heart is full. My door is always open. You can come anytime you want. It reminds me of they—they they do a lot of They just do. It. It's just how it works. It's a massive, massive. Yeah, the last day of the Yeah, of the week. It's just they, they have a hard relationship because you know they're a little
1: bit just, just
3: just dietary reasons.
2: i a
0: mm-hmm. vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, the line I don't mind spending every day out on your corner in the pouring rain reminds me of. This mostly Jacob actually like the fact that even though she had chosen Edward and still with Edward he will still like run around outside even though it's storming and whatnot and just protect her and look for the girl with the broken smile ask her if she wants to stay a while and she will be loved that reminds me of Jacob too how he kind of like picked her up and stitched her up when she was hurting and broken and then like he loved her anyway Um, the part at the very end where
2: it says, um, I know that goodbye means nothing at all. It reminds me about how like even though Bella always says like Jacob go away, like I love Edward, um, he he just ignores that and like he's pursuing her. And then also comes back and begs me to catch her every time she evolves. It's like whenever she's upset, a lot of times um she doesn't go to Edward, she goes to like Jacob to talk
0: to. Um when it says, I want to make you feel beautiful, I know you tend to get insecure, it doesn't matter anymore. Like how she's never felt like she was pretty until she met Edward, and then like Edward thinks she's the most beautiful girl ever. And so, like, if other people's opinions and everything, and her opinion of herself, um, don't matter. The same
3: thing that Avery just used before, from back in the back of days when you catch her to balls. I thought it was kind of also like a more liberal reference about...
2: Following uh, clutch and how Edward has had to save her
0: life uh, four sure. times and I can count. Sure. <laughs> a really good song. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it for the show this week. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at our new email address, bloodsuckerspodcast at gmail.com, or visit our blog at Bloodsuckerspodcast at blogspot.com. You can also be our friend on MySpace at Myspace.com slash or join our Facebook group. Thanks for listening. I'm Maddie. I'm A Ray. And I'm Gail. Make sure to tune in next week. Bye.